We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <clears throat> Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Friday. TGIF, hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, The Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all <clears throat> tuning in. Excuse me. Uh, we are rocking. We are rolling here on this Friday. I see C. Youngblood, John Edward Gad, Jesse, William, Stephen Morrill Jr., Travi, Brennan M., Kevin Crossland, Noah Johns. What's up? The first comment. Appreciate you all tuning in. Also, guys, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. Again, guys, we have a pack show Lot to get into. My good friend Jake Crane, of course, Crane and Company. He will join us around twelve fifteen, and uh, I'm definitely going to give Jake some hell today because you might recall, yours truly picked eight and four in the preseason. I picked eight and four over the summer. Jake had five and seven. Turns out, old C Philly knows Gamecock football. Either way, though, really excited to chat with you guys. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. The phone lines are open. Here on this Friday, December the second championship game eve, if you will, is the SEC title, ACC title. I guess tonight, um, I, I guess tonight the the Pac-12 has their championship. Southern Cal and uh, who is it? Southern Cal and whoever. I don't really give a damn. Uh, <laughs> is, is that bad to say? No, it's it's Southern Cal and what is it? Utah, something like that. I think it's Utah. Either way, anyways, guys, we got college football all weekend long, and again, appreciate you all tuning in. Of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Price Picks app. Go to PricePicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Again, you can bet on anything and everything, right? College sports, pro sports, and everything in between. Again, that's our friends at Price Picks. PricePicks.com and or go download the app and use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Travis Allen, yes, sound should be working, my guy. Sound is good on my end, should be working. What's up, my guy? Kemper, shout out the Greenville Gamecocks. What's going on? Uh, also, first, it's crazy to think, guys, first weekend without South Carolina football since, I mean, taking away the bye week, you know, if you, if you remove the bye week, First weekend without Gamecocks football since before the season, since August. So how are y'all, I'm, I'm curious, how are y'all uh, spending this weekend, are you just going to sit around and and watch football? Are you finally going to get to those chores, or that yard work that you've been putting off for three months? So, Travis says, remember when you said if we lose to Mizzou, how could you say this was a successful season? However, how can we not take this? Well, Travis, and I'll, and I'll say this to your point. Listen, you make a good point, right? 
that uh, we went eight and four. And I and I and my grades dropped this morning. Right the the report card postseason report card show that dropped this morning, and I graded the season an A. <clears throat> okay, and also let me make it very clear, by the way, because I see a lot of people. I see a lot of people. The math's not adding up here. This play. Like, I get where you're coming from, but that that's not how this report card works, right? That's really not how this report card works, okay? So I graded the season overall an A. The reason I did it is because I sat here all preseason long, all summer long, and said I would sign up for eight and four right now. I will sign up on the dotted line right now. I don't care who the wins and losses are to. I will take eight and four right now. And I meant every word of that. And I'm ecstatic and I'm giddy that we went eight and four. And so, and I also said in that same token, right, that, hey, Mizzou is the most important game of the year. If you don't beat Mizzou, it's going to leave a, a black eye on the season. It'll be hard to consider the season a success. Well, with the way you finished, you go eight and four. Travi, I think you're absolutely right. I would still say, though, as happy as we all are that South Carolina went eight and four, doesn't that loss to Mizzou, and not just that one, I mean, you lost to three, six, and 16, guys. Don't, don't those losses, and especially, though, the Mizzou loss at home, doesn't it make you kind of look back on the season and think what could have been? Like, we've had a lot of those conversations this week. We've had a lot of what could have been conversations. And I'm not someone, I, I'm, in, I'm really in no way disappointed with the season because college football is crazy. Right, it's up and down. It's a roller coaster. So I, I meant what I said. At the end of the day, when the dust settles, if you find yourself at eight and four, I'm over the moon. I'm ecstatic. I'm giddy. I'm giddy. The bottom line is you got there, right? But on the other side of it, you do think, and you're like, you know, I, I can, I can, I can live with losing to Arkansas, even though how they finished when you played them, I can live with that one. Even losing to Florida, at, while it was inexcusable, it's like, hey, you just, you just played your worst game of the year. But losing to Missouri at home, that that was by far the most inexcusable. For the second straight year, by the way, the Missouri loss was the most inexcusable loss of the season. For the second straight season. So, you know, again, I, I will not sit here and say because you didn't beat Missouri, right? The season is, is, is a failure by any means. But, man, it definitely leaves a lot to be desired when you think about, man, we've just... We had them. We had them right where we want them. We had a chance to move to six and two. We had a chance to move up to the top 20, and we just dropped the ball. We just completely dropped the ball and fell flat on our face and laid an egg. So, um, yeah, I, you know, happy with eight and four. There's a little bit of what could have been, though, for sure. But I, I still grade the season an A, and we can talk about the grades, guys. Episode 736, the podcast did drop this morning. Uh, my full postseason grades for the season on Monday's show. We'll do our postseason award show uh, I'll hand out awards, everything from MVP to most, you know, most improved player to best win, best moments, all that good stuff. We'll start to kind of really look back on the season that was, if you will. Uh, and also Sunday, we will find out where the Gamecocks are going bowling. Also, basketball is in action tomorrow. The women take on Memphis at home. I know I said yesterday it was on the road. They're actually taking them on at home. Uh, we'll take on Memphis at the CLA at 3 o'clock. And then the men's team is uh, continuing their D.C. tour, if you will. They're taking on georgetown at noon on fs1 um and i talked about it guys on the podcast and i and i'll reiterate it here because i know many of you are just like basketball i'm tuned out basketball i'm, I'm not even and, and i will say this i'm going to continue to watch basketball i'm going to continue to cover it i'm going to continue to do post-game reactions i'm going to continue to talk about it on the podcast what i will say though that if the season if the season goes as it looks like it's probably going 
it will not be the same level of in-depth and breakdown and, and what have you, if you will. It, just because, again, I, I am not someone, you know, my number one job and number one goal, if you will, um, and my obligation is to entertain. And my obligation is to, is to provide a product that the audience finds valuable. And I just, and I, I you know, I'm not a fair weather fan by any means. So I refuse to just like pretend like men's basketball doesn't exist. But at the same time, like I also know y'all don't give a damn. Like I, I'm just like, call it for what it is, right? It's it's hard to be so invested when the product is so poor, right? I mean, we, we'd rather talk recruiting. Hell, I think most people would rather just project to next football season, especially with the momentum you have and the transfer portal is going to open up on, uh, what is that, Monday the 5th? Is that the fifth or is that, is that Monday? Third, some more. Yeah, the fifth, Monday. So the Monday, the transfer portal is going to open. So pure madness is probably going to ensue. Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, I, I you know, we're, we're going to talk basketball. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that things get better. I'm hoping that maybe we can bounce back against Georgetown or, you know, just do something to make this season interesting, right? Just, just, just uh, doing something to make this season interesting because it, it's just, it's going nowhere fast. You know what I mean? It's going nowhere fast. And, Lynn, I would agree with you. Listen, we're going to watch women's basketball as well and cover them. And, um, you know, women are crushing, and they're probably going to win every single game they have this regular season, which, you know, again, is, is, is awesome. So, but, uh, yeah, anyways, I, I just wanted to put that out there in regards to the men's team, men's basketball. You know, I, I, I like basketball. I mean, I, I've told you all forever, right? I, I don't hide from it. I'm a baseball guy. Like, basketball for me is, is number three. Um you know, I, I, and I'll be honest with you, I think at the University of South Carolina, I think basketball is number three. And that's, it just is what it is. I mean, it's, it's not anybody's fault, but it just is what it is. So, as I've told you all before, I think basketball and baseball both are, are results oriented sports. You know, I, I, Gamecock fans love a winner more than anything. But if those programs aren't winning, especially I think on the basketball side, if basketball is not winning, nobody's watching. Nobody's watching. Nobody's going. Nobody cares. Football is the only sport that can truly stand the test of the t- the test of not winning. If you're not winning, people continue to tune in and, and what have you. But either way, that's that's I guess a conversation for another day. Chuck says, Chris, find some basketball joy. Yeah, yeah. Nothing nothing more joyous than than losing to George Washington by 25 points for sure. So, anyways, guys, the the bowl projections continue to drop. It's looking more and more likely the Gamecocks will be headed to Tampa for the ReliaQuest Bowl. It's looking more and more likely Tampa is the destination. So, we will see. Um, we will see. I, I, for one, would be a huge fan of that, strictly due to the content side of things. Uh, we will most certainly partner up with the Roach King and and have something uh, have something going on. I will 110% be there. Uh, there's no question. I will 110% be there. Looking forward to it again. My I've only been at two bowl games, guys, my entire life. They were both in Charlotte. One of them was the Belk Bowl against Virginia, which bleh, we don't even talk about it. And then the other one was last year's Mayo Bowl, which was which was a blast, a lot of fun, obviously. So uh, I'll be looking forward to I'll be looking forward to the to the bowl game, a Florida bowl game. I don't even care where it is. I mean, I, you know. I think people probably just have maybe Tampa fatigue, but I've never even been to Tampa. I've never – I've been to Clearwater, but I haven't – and I've been to the Bucks Stadium once. That is that is my extent of Tampa, but I've never actually explored Tampa. So, probably – I'd probably say what we'll do – I'd probably say what we'll do if, uh, you know, January the 2nd would be the game. January 2nd would be the game. 
Um, I'd probably go down like the 29th, the 30th, and just go spend New Year's Eve in, in Tampa or what have you, or maybe we'll go kick it in Orlando for a few days. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think Tampa would be a blast. I, dude, I want to go to like Bush Gardens. Let's go to Bush Gardens. Let's go to Bush Gardens. I'd be down. Let's do it. Anyways, guys, uh, let's see. Greg Bedinger, I really hope our baseball team's better. If not, 2023 is going to be a long year until next September. Well, I, I think so, Greg. Number one, you can't be much worse. You, you, you literally, I don't think, can be worse than we were last year. Number two, I, I, I think our pitching staff, and, again, you know, we'll, we'll start to talk baseball more so middle of January when we start doing our position at previews for, for baseball. But, um, yeah, I, I mean – our pitching staff should be top three or four in the SEC. If we can hit, we will have a good year. And I know that's what we've been saying every single year with Mark Kingston. But if we can swing the bats, we, we will have a successful season. I'm not saying we're going to win 50 games. I'm not saying we're going to win the SEC East or whatever. But we will have a good year. Um, we will have a good year. And, and also, of course, we got to stay healthy. But, I mean, dude, you're getting Jack Mahoney back and Noah Hall return and Will Sanders. Is back. I mean, you, you got – you know, Matthew Becker's back. You, you've got – Arms on arms on arms on arms on arms. So you can even swing it a little bit. You sh you should have a successful season again. We will see. I'm excited. I'm ready for them to drop the. I mean, you see, I'm in baseball mode today. Got the freaking jersey on. I'm uh, I'm ready for them to drop the non-conference schedule. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that. Let me see. We're gonna get Jake Crane in here in just a second. All right. Let me go ahead and close up. I'm surprised we went this long without a call today. That's impressive. I don't know. If they're not impressive, but just surprising. We're going to go ahead and get Jake Crane, though. He's going to call us in the next minute or two. Um, again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. I appreciate you all making this yet another successful week. Um, been a blast, man. It's, you know, early in the week. Obviously, things were crazy, chaos. Um, you know, crazy chaos after the big Clem Sucks victory. It's been awesome, though, just this victory week, right? I know many of you – Some I've had some people tell me, and I saw somebody tweet that the game is being replayed right now on SEC Network. So, I know a lot of y'all are – a lot of y'all are watching that, which, uh, you know, you just simply can't get enough of it. You know, I went to my guy's place on Sunday night. We watched the we watched the freaking replay of the game, and and uh, it was a blast. I mean, it was a blast. And it, it's one that we should. You know, it, it's – you know, I, I love doing that article every summer, right, of, of – uh, had a brain fart. I, I love doing the article every summer of my favorite games to rewatch, you know, over the off season or the summer or what have you. And I just, that's got to be in the top five now. That, that has to be. It has to be in the top five. That, that's got to be in the top five. I mean, that, that, that was just truly such an entertaining game. Uh, it was like the 06 game on steroids, like really, truly. And it, it, it's, it's wild how similar it was. But uh, yeah, I, I, that's, that's going to be one we, I think, for years and years and years to come, we really enjoy going back and looking at that one just because of everything that was at stake and the way we played, how it went down, and <clears throat> just, a, just a blast to watch. Uh, Jesse Jacobs says, heard JC say that Spencer will be playing in the bowl game. Is this true? Doesn't this seem as if he's staying? Um, Jesse, I mean, I, I guess I should have asked JC that, but we'll have JC back on before the bowl game. But, uh, I, dude, listen, I mean, maybe. I, I, it's been purely speculation from my end. I, so, I hope he's back. I really do. I have not – let me make it very clear. I have not put out a prediction or a proclamation or anything that he's he's leaving. I, I've just said if I had to guess. Um, but I think, yeah, I think if Spencer Rattler's playing in the bowl game, I think he's back. I mean, I, I you know, why else – why else would he play in the bowl game would be my question, right? I mean, why, why else would he play in the bowl game? So, um, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see, but you know, I, uh, I'd have to think if he's playing in that bowl game, he's back. So it would be great. It'd be great. 
I'd love to see it, man. I mean, dude, you talk about hype going into the next season. You talk about and it's can like can you just imagine, right? I don't know who all else is gonna stay or go or what have you, but just just close your eyes and picture this. South Carolina goes eight and four in the regular season. Concludes said regular season with back-to-back wins over top 10 teams. Then goes into a bowl game against, let's just say, a Notre Dame. Let's say they win that game. You go nine and four in year two with Shane Beamer, and, and QB1 announces he's going to run it back for one more go. The amount of hype you will have going into the 2023 season. Like, if you thought this past summer was crazy, buckle up, because it's going to be on a whole different level. I mean, it is going to be hype on steroids compared to what we saw beforehand. So, I I, I hope it happens. <clears throat> I'd love to see it happen. I, I, I think, it, you know, it could be great for him. It's just, it's tough for me to, like, give him advice. Like, Spencer Rattler... He knows what he needs to do. He, he, he controls his own fate. He controls his own destiny. I, I'm I'm not really in a position to, you know, tell him what to do, if you will. But, uh, I mean, I, I think, dude, it'd be awesome if you can get a, obviously, a competent OC, right? <laughs> An OC that's proven that, uh, you know, maybe that, maybe that convinces, maybe that convinces. Um, oh, whoops. Oh, crap. I mean. Maybe that convinces a Spencer Rattler to uh, to stay to return. All right, we got Jake Crane calling. He just tried to call in. And I had him on freaking voicemail here. So let me see. Let's see. The voicemail he left is very funny. Anyways, guys, here we go. Here is Jake Crane. I can't believe Shane did that. To accept, press one. Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Jake, I loved your intro, by the way. I appreciate you calling in and appreciate you uh, jumping on the show today. And, and let me start, let me start, Jake, by saying this. One of us picked the Gamecocks over the summer to go eight and four. The other picked us, the Gamecocks, to go five and seven. And I'm proud to say that I am the one. To pick that eight and four record, my friend. And what do you know? What do you know? Yeah, my that, guy? That, that, what do you that, know? That's terrible. You picked up to go five and seven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yours truly. No doubt. Well, well <laughs> a, a, again, I, I think, you know, when you're trying to predict what an 18 to 22 year old was going to do, let alone what a group of 18 to 22 year olds going to do, there's really nothing that's a sure bet. But after watching them play against Florida, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to realize that they probably made the biggest jump in the last couple of games uh, out of any team in the country. I mean, South Carolina is definitely a team that you don't want to play right now. But again, I, I think it goes back to another thing I said during the summer was, while this year may not be the best, Shane Beamer's the right guy for the job, and I would not be shocked if South Carolina's competing for the East in 2023. So uh, again, it's, it's a great end to the season. He really flipped the script. It gives you a lot more momentum going into not only recruiting high school kids, but also the transfer portal, which is now a huge part, obviously, of recruiting in general. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Jake, an, an incredible game, and we'll we'll just dive into the the win over Clem Sucks. I, you know, I, I think the big question we probably all had was, you know, was the Tennessee game for real? Was it a fluke? Was it a flash in the pan? Did the balls fall apart? And uh, it, it looks like it early it might be that way, right? With Spencer Rattler starting off rough, the pick six, the pick in the red zone. And I think a lot of folks were thinking, oh my God, here we go again. They go up fourteen to nothing. But the resiliency and the toughness that Rattler showed, I mean, that fourth down throw was, uh, I think, one of his best of the season. Gutsy. I mean, that's just the way I describe it. It's just gutsy. Then he puts his head down, right, to tie the ball game or bring the Gamecocks to 14 points. And then from then on, it was the Spencer Rattler, I feel like, we saw against Tennessee. And I thought what was so crazy, Jake, is that Clemson knew Carolina could not run the football effectively, and yet still he was able to make plays, and he and Antoine Wells, I mean, what a yeah. connection they were all day Saturday just talk about what you saw from Spencer Rattler because again while I know 90% of his season right what was was very up and down and a lot more downs and ups and it, it was a very tough season I know you were as critical of him as any the finish to the season and the way he bounced back Saturday was admirable to say the least yeah well well again you know you always when you get done with the season or a year you look back at the full body of work that's what nfl scouts will do that's what coaches do when they self-scout and kind of you know want to try and get a feel for maybe some games earlier in the season but if you're going to if you're going to have a good flash of two to three games you'd much rather do it at the end of the season because of the momentum that carries so uh, again just like when i'm critical of spencer i'm gonna applaud him when he does well i thought he's I think he grew up a little bit in front of everybody these last couple weeks. I, I really do. These, if, if it works out for Spencer in the future, which, look, I hope it does. I, I root for all these guys, you know, outside of the ones that I think just aren't good people. Uh, but I think if he does end up going on and doing some things a lot of people, including myself and yourself, haven't thought he'd be able to do, I think you look back at this moment as, as where we saw the growth for Spencer Rattler. But back to the Clemson game. I think the most shocking thing to me about that game and the thing that South Carolina fans should be the most excited about, I'm going to say this again, because this is very, very important. The thing that South Carolina fans should be most excited about is you beat Clemson with your B minus game on the road at Clemson. You turn, you, you did all the things that you can't do and go beat a team that is better, has a better roster than you on the road and yet you still won. You gave them touchdowns when the offense wasn't on the field. You didn't get off to a good start. You fought back a little bit, then dropped back down. I think that, to me, shows more about where Shane Beamer is at in his coaching career and his ability to not only motivate, but get guys to execute. So when you start being able to beat better quality teams just from a roster standpoint than what you have, with anything less than a B-plus game, that's when you start looking at, okay, let's start talking about championships a little bit. Not to get too far ahead, but it's at that moment when you are able to withstand, like championship teams do throughout the season, those couple of games that you're not playing well, that you don't have your A game that you have to win. To me, that is the most important thing that South Carolina fans and the most positive thing that South Carolina fans can take from that win, and it's a huge thing. 
Yeah, Jake, it kind of goes against the uh, the narrative that Dabo Sweeney was trying to push yesterday when he said that he felt like they had the better team and the better team doesn't always win. And I, like you mentioned, Carolina didn't even play their A-plus game and found well, a way. I mean, he's, that's not wrong, Chris. <laughs> Chris, that's not wrong. You know, that's, that's not wrong. Right now, if you look, if we look three years down the road at who's all on an NFL roster or who's played the most professionally, there is going to be more Clemson players than South Carolina players. But that's not going to be the case three years from now with what South Carolina has, especially with the way they ended the year. You are you are getting good-looking girls while you're still overweight. Imagine <laughs> once you lose all that weight and have a six-pack. That's what I'm trying to say. I, 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 would, I would just say this, Jake. Clemson is still the more talented roster top to bottom, no question. But if we're accounting for all three phases of the game, the better team won the game. That's what I'll say. That day, yes, yes. The better team on that day was South Carolina. Which, which what the I said over – Yes, oh, yes. The better roster is Clemson. No, I was going to say the better roster is Clemson, which is all I said, though, when I picked Carolina way back in July over the summer. All I said was when we look at the game, we don't have to say that the Gamecocks were the better team from start to finish in this season. They only have to be better than Clemson for one Saturday. And, again, in all three phases – because, like you mentioned, you don't play your B minus game and still win. If that, if you were not the better team, oh, on no, that without day, a doubt, yeah. Well, it, it also helps with DJ Yugo's eight for twenty nine. <laughs> I mean, that, Good that's point. one of the. I mean, I think even South Carolina fans, y'all should laugh at it. Yeah. I mean, hell, I, I would laugh at it too if I was a South Carolina fan. I mean that, and you know what's weird, Chris? And everybody talks about the quarterback, and they should. And they should. Mm. But when you look at Clemson, when Will Shipley is your best skill player, you got some problems. I mean, I it's where is the Justin Rosses? Mm. Where is the T. Higgins? Where are the guys that can make an average quarterback that DJU is? And I think I'm being nice saying that to make him look better. I, I just that's the most shocking part to me. Clemson hasn't just missed at the quarterback position. It seems like they've missed across the board offensively. Mm. And I think that defense, I don't care how much you drill. I, I did it for nine years, six at the Division One level. Mm. I don't care how much you drill into a defense's head. Don't worry about what the offense does. Don't worry about what the offense does. Eventually, they're going to realize the offense sucks if they haven't already. Mm. And that's a very hard thing to get over when you're going out there as the three-tech having to eat double teams when you know DJU is making Joe Milton look like Joe Montana. Mm -hmm. Now, Jake, let, let me ask you this, because, again, you, you had five and seven in your prediction. It's like I told you of the preseason. I stand by it. I, I, I like to give you some hell, but I, I respect it. I, I respect it. And, you know, there were some games that were thin margins that, that could have changed and could have gotten you a lot closer to your prediction, and nobody saw the last two weeks of the season coming, right? Let's call it what it is. But – let me ask you this question. When you look at this South kind of football season, you know, they finish eight and four, third in the SEC East. Yeah. What went right for Carolina that maybe you did not see happening that led to an eight and four year? Um, you know, it's funny. When, when I did my SEC East preseason standings, the only one I've really gotten wrong was South Carolina. Now, mm -hmm. Vanderbilt getting two wins. I mean, everybody, let's look each other in the eyes and, and play a game called <laughs> Let's Be Honest. Nobody had that. Um, but, you know, I think the thing that went right for South Carolina, and, and I think, you know, you go back and you look at games, you look at good performances, you look at bad performances. Mm. I think what went right for South Carolina is they stopped worrying about who they were playing. 
And that's, again, that, that's, that's so much easier said than done. You know, it, it looked like against Florida, not that they were almost defeated, but there wasn't a, a lot of intensity there. Like you had, like you were accountable for how you played. It seems to me like in the games where South Carolina played well, they weren't worried that they were playing Clemson. They weren't worried that they were playing Tennessee. They weren't worried that they were playing Texas A&M. They worried about doing what they were supposed to do. And if you screwed up, that's fine. I'll make up for it within what we're trying to do. And, and that's one of the points that's so hard to get 125 guys on the roster is because they look, they look at the rankings. They look at, oh, well, Texas A&M has this guy or Florida has this guy. They look at that. They see it. Being able to step on that field, whether it's practice or whether it's in the game, and not worry about who you're playing and just worrying about how well you can do your job is almost like setting yourself free. It allows you to play more free. It's hard for me to explain on a show. It's something you really just have to experience. It just It's the truth. For sure. I ask you that, Jake, because it's so interesting, right? Because I, I said it all summer long and I stand by it that I, I said, hey, if, if you give me, you can either sign the dotted line. If there was this genie out there that said you can either have eight and four or you can roll the dice. So you might do better, you might do worse, but you can either have eight and four or you can roll the dice. I was like, I will take eight and four right now. I, I even said this, Jake, and I'm sure you would yeah. agree, right? Because, because there are five to six college football teams that realistically can win a national title. Everybody else, if college football fans, and I and I loved you put out the content with, uh, I believe it was Jeff Foxworthy when he said when you lower your expectations, right, college football becomes a lot more fun, you know, being a fan. And, and I and I said this over the summer. I said, if people could learn to enjoy eight and four and just realize how much fun eight and four is, because if you go eight and four, you won some big games. There was a lot of drama, but you had a good year, right? Like you, you had what, much more fun than you didn't. But now it's so funny. There's a feeling amongst Gamecock Nation that, on the flip side, did Carolina leave some on the table? Because three of your four losses came to six and 16. Arkansas, Florida, and then the most inexcusable, I think, Mizzou at home was just – it's crazy to look back on that one. But I just ask you, because I I am happy, and I graded the season an A. I really did. But I didn't give it an A plus because maybe some people were right. Maybe you could have. Maybe you left nine and three on the table, or maybe this could have been a yeah a, a more a magical year. But again, hindsight is twenty twenty. So yeah, well, look, I, I never look, look a gift horse in the mouth. Um, you know, with with the, with the you got to know where you're at. Like it's we we got to understand the difference between the standard and expectation. Okay, the standard is what you play to. The standard is what you work to. The expectation, whether you're a fan or whether you're a coach, now, players, you think you're going to win every game, and you should. But you have to realize where you're at in the realm of the program. South Carolina is still technically in a rebuilding stage of the program with what Shane is doing. Yes, sometimes it takes two to three years, even with the transfer portal, to build something into what you wanted. So you're ahead of schedule. There's an old saying with quarterbacks. You never go broke making a profit. This year was definitely a profit. And you're going to see dividends that keep getting paid throughout next year and the year after that. And on the recruiting trail in the forefront come December and in the transfer or come uh, the, the signing day, uh, what is signing day now? There is no early signing day. December is signing day. So I, I think once you realize, hey, this is where we're at, I need to – and try, 
fan is short for fanatical. So trying to get somebody you call fanatical to have realistic expectations is one of the greatest, you know, uh, challenges of our time. Mm. So, again, I don't think you need to look at gift horse in the mouth. Remember the good times, not the bad times, because you're mm. living in a really good time right now for South Carolina going forward. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Jake, as we move into now, you know, the regular season's in the books, and now it kind of becomes, you know, the transfer portal is going to open up on Monday, and, and uh, you know, all hell basically will break loose, as we've seen before. But uh, yeah. I think now the question for South Carolina turns to, okay, who's departing and who is back? Because like, like you mentioned, Jake, you know, you talked about fan, fanatical, and, you know, I, I really do my best to keep things realistic and, and keep perspective, and that sometimes drives people batty because they so badly, you know, uh, it's just funny. I was thinking, you know, if Spencer Rattler does return, and if I pick anything less than like a ten and two or eleven and one year, I'm I'm gonna be labeled as negative. But it is what it is. Either way, though, on that note, I want to ask you. You know, nobody really knows what Rattler is going to do. Um, you know, he had those great two games at the end of the season. Your thoughts on just his future? And I, I know he's got a decision to make. And I mean, selfishly, you you know what I want to happen, right? We we'd all love to see him back in Garnet and Black, but. Uh, you know, your just overall thoughts kind of on this decision that Spencer Rattler has upcoming. Well, look, he, he, it's a really deep quarterback draft class mm. uh, this year. You've got to look at that. I think Spencer needs to come back. Uh, I, I think he needs to come back for another year. Let another year go by. Let Bryce and CJ and all these guys get out. And you can be one of the headliners of next year's draft class with the way you ended the season. Yeah. You're going to have a ton of momentum. And look, it's not like your body of work this year. They're going to have NFL scouts beating down your door to draft you. Uh, you know he's going to he's going to do well at, at pro day throwing the ball. Spencer's got very good arm talent. But just from a who's in this class, how high you can get drafted, maybe having a better season and a better body of work, maybe having a chance to win the East and playing a big SEC championship game. Uh, but look, Spencer's going to make his own decision. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not in his shoes. I'm not in his family. I don't know everything that's going on around him. But just from the outside looking in, I think he needs to come back for another year. Yeah, I, you know, I, I tend to agree with you, Jake, but it will be interesting to see what he does. I know we just saw Will Levis make his announcement, and I don't know, we'll, we'll see if – I guess a lot of it might depend on the advice that Rattler's getting, who he's getting it from. Did you say, did you say Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> About the same thing. About the same thing, no doubt. Um, Jake, I want to get your take on this because, again, you come from the national side of things, which I love, the fact that you're able to give that perspective – you know, you, you don't want to necessarily overreact, but what Shane Beamer and company did to finish up the season, I, I don't know that you can overstate just how impressive it is. And, you know, your overall take on, I guess, the national perspective now of South Carolina football. I mean, the Gamecocks find themselves 19th in the college football playoff rankings. You take down back-to-back -to -back mm -hmm. top 10 teams. You know, in, in your mind, what's what's how much has the national per, per, perception of this program changed over the last couple of weeks? And what do you feel like it is right now moving forward? Well, you know, again, I, I think the last couple of weeks really flipped the narrative on this season, but it hasn't changed the way I felt about Shane Beamer in South Carolina all along. Shane's the right guy for this job. Now, from a national perspective, it's good for him to get those wins because he's a young guy. He's energetic. He's good on social media. Mm. But when you add that relevance on the field, that's the one-two punch you need because it's not fake. Not saying that Shane was faking it when they weren't playing well, but it looks a lot more genuine when you're playing well and doing those things. So 
also, look, I think the national perspective of South Carolina is dangerous. That's, that's what I think. They're dangerous. With Shane, they are dangerous. You cannot – this isn't your grandmother's South Carolina. Like, you can't – this isn't a, oh, well, you know, it was a flash in the pan kind of thing. They're not going to have the roster that's good enough throughout. South Carolina is dangerous. That, that's the national perspective I think you're getting. Jake, as I mentioned, the transfer portal will open up on Monday. I know we've talked about this briefly before, but I, I you know, I, I'm gonna give you the opportunity to kind of speak on it to the masses. Your, your thoughts on the portal, and you know, it as as college football continues to evolve with the portal, it, it really does. And I just saw 24/7 Sports is having like a is having like a, a show on Monday, 10 to 6, covering the madness. And you know what my first thought was? I was like, this feels like NBA free agency, like when they cover it that way. Like it really, truly yeah. is. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think the portal is a great tool. I think it's a great opportunity for guys to better their own situations. Um, but your overall thoughts on the transfer portal and how you think maybe it can help a team like a South Carolina. I mean, obviously we just saw it this season with bringing in guys like Rattler and Wells and the list goes on and on. But just overall thoughts on the portal, the way it impacts South Carolina and the rest of college football as well. Well, I mean, it, it changed the, the landscape of how you recruit. Uh, it's a quick way to, to fill some holes in the boat without having to redo the whole ship. Here's my problem with the transfer portal. If you want to go from Ole Miss to Utah, great. If you want to go from Texas to Yukon, fantastic. I don't think you should be able to transfer within your own conference without having to sit a year. I don't like guys going from LSU to Arkansas. I don't like guys going from Ole Miss to Bama. I, I feel like if you're going to transfer within your conference, unless the head coach you played for was fired if the, or, or gone or took another job, if there is not a head coaching change, in my opinion, you should not be allowed to transfer within the conference without sitting out. Outside of the conference, I'm fine with it. But there's a difference, I think, in NIL when it comes to high school kids and when it comes to the transfer portal. Because kids coming out of the transfer portal are proven commodities, and you can pay them. Hell, they can go in the portal to leverage the school where they're at for more money. It's a smart business move. That is true free agency. When you are able to buy proven or pay for proven commodities to join your discipline, high school kids you really don't know. You evaluate as good as you can. That Nothing's a sure bet really coming out of high school. Very rarely does that happen. But if I know that Jordan Addison balled at Pittsburgh and won the Bolitnikoff, i got a pretty good damn idea that he's going to come out to USC and ball. I don't think you should be able to spend NIL money on transfers. I don't like it. I, I will say, Jake, to your point, I, I do think it gets a little messy, you know, when you got guys transferring within the conference because it's like they're taking these household secrets with them. I, I, I just – I don't know. I mean, I, nobody has sympathy for the coaching staff it's or whatever. It's a slippery but, slope. Right, right. It's a slippery right. slope. Yeah. Like, it just I, – I don't like yeah. it. Again, if the head coach is fired or takes another job or something, then it should be – everybody should be able to transfer without recourse. Yeah. But if you are trying to transfer from LSU to Tennessee, you've got to sit a year, bud. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I do. And I love the fact you come from the coaching side of things. So you're not just some, you know, fan throwing shit at the wall. Like, you, you've experienced recruiting, and, and this hits home for you. So I, I, I love hearing your perspective on it. Um, speaking of coaching, Jake, the Gamecocks are getting a new OC. Uh, <laughs> Marcus Satterfield is headed to Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, and, and I think the situation worked out about as well as it could for Shane Beamer and company in regards to sat lands on his feet. 
South Carolina now. I think that Shane Beamer, you know, this is a really intriguing situation, Jake, because the first go around, he was a rookie head coach and never coached a game. And, and this job is much sexier now than it was two years ago. Your thoughts on the direction that maybe, you know, do you have an opinion on what direction they should go offensively? We're hearing names like Graham Harrell, Kendall Bryles. Um, you know, there's some other guys on the wish list. But in regards to philosophically, schematically, you know, do you have any thoughts in regards? And I know you always say it's, 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 it's personnel, right? It's, it's personnel over the, over the coaching, if you will. But is there anybody yeah. out there or just do you have an idea of what direction you feel like the Gamecocks should go offensively? Well, you know, when it, when it comes down to direction-wise, you want to be as balanced as you possibly can. I mean, I don't think South Carolina needs to go to the air raid. I also don't think South Carolina needs to line up in 12 personnel and try and run it down people's throats. You need to have a balance. Uh, and, look, you're never truly going to be 50-50. Right. You try and be 55-45, 60-40, something like that. But in saying that, the Graham Harrell one, that one's really interesting to me. I just think of South Carolina – and I, I know Shane wants to throw the ball. Deep down, we all know where, what position Shane played. Mm. He wants to throw the ball. Okay, let's make no mistake about it. But I don't think you need to commit to throwing the ball 70%, you know, 70% of the time. It needs to be balanced. It needs to be somebody who understands how to manipulate, whether that's influencing with offensive linemen, uh, whether that's, you know, being able to go from the gun and under center, things like that. But – at the end of the day, you need to get somebody that's really good in the red zone because offensive coordinators do not get paid to move the ball in between the 20s. They get paid to put that ball in that big rectangle with the pain in it. So those are a few things I'm looking at. You want to be as balanced as possible. I know Shane knows that. Jake, I appreciate you being such a good sport. I know we love to pick on you about the uh, the five and seven, but, hey, you know, there, there's got to – let me say this. There's got to be one guy out there in the media that's uh, – that's dogging the Gamecocks going the season. So maybe that'll be your role moving forward. Maybe next year. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. You know. <laughs> every, what every team mm. is going to do in every Power 5 conference. Like, I mean, you, you learn you're not going to get everything right. If I did that, I'd just go buy a lottery ticket. And it wouldn't be as much fun. Mm. Like, I mean, that, that would just, you know, that would get boring after a while. You're going to hit on some. You're going to miss on some. Uh, but now, like, I'm not going to go into a year making my mind up what I'm going to say about somebody because of the way I feel. I don't, I don't go off emotion. I don't go off of, oh, no, people are going to say I'm stupid if I get this wrong. I mean, I've gotten more right than I've gotten wrong for, mm. you know, the two years I've been in this. And it's an inexact science. It's like being the weatherman in Mobile. Like, I mean, what the hell am I going to tell you? It's going to change every five minutes. So uh, I don't really go into it with emotion. Um, I'm going to look at the roster next year. I'm going to see who they hire as the OC. I'm going to look at the schedule and the way it sets up. Uh, and I'm going to say what I think. But, look, preseason predictions, I mean, uh, again, I'm the same guy that doesn't think we should have a poll until week three. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, when it comes down to it, you can't make decisions in this business made, made, uh, off mm -hmm. emotion or fear. That's, mm -hmm. that, that's how you end up looking like an idiot. No, Jake, I love it. I, like I said, I, I love to poke at you because my own fan base rags me for it's, – it's so funny you – when you get picks right, you know, you, you don't get necessarily applauded for it, which, you know, we're not looking for that. But when you get one wrong, oh, my God. It's like every, you know, I, my, I you know, I, I picked South Carolina to beat Clemson. My own fan base is telling me I was the kiss of death. So, you know, here we go. Either way, whatever. It is what it yeah, is. Yeah, look, you're, you're, you're damned if you do and damned <laughs> right. if you're dumb. Right, like right. It's, you know, it's just like, it's like they say, man, sometimes you just got to step in the arena like Gilbert Arenas. 
That's it. That's it. They do say that indeed. Jake Crane, a Crane and Company. Jake, I can tell you this, man. It's been an incredible season having you on. I'll be in touch with you in regards to future plans. And I would love to obviously chat with you before and after the bowl game. But uh, I do want to say thank you so much, man. Every single Friday, I've looked forward to it. I know our audience has found a ton of value in it. I can't tell you the amount of comments and texts and messages I've gotten from people that um, that have said, you know what, I don't like Jake's prediction or I don't like you said this, but Jake brings the perspective, and I appreciate that. So, Jake, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And looking forward to chatting with you again soon, my friend. Definitely, man. Well, real recognize real. You know, I'm always down to come on. We got the Beamer ball towel in the studio, <laughs> right on the treasure chest by the golden tumbler of truth and justice. But no, man, I, I really enjoy uh, interacting uh, with, with the South Carolina fan base. Look, you're going to have people at, and again, you know, if, if you're not a big boy and you can't eat crow when you're wrong, uh, but I feel like if you're able to explain things in a way that people can say, all right, I, I, I can see what he's saying. Logically, I can understand what he's saying. I think that's what it's all about. So I, I've enjoyed it. Uh, really enjoy talking about South Carolina and, and looking forward to doing it again soon. Jake, you're the man. We'll talk soon, my guy. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend. <laughs> you too, brother. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from our guy, Jake Crane. That was incredible. And again, guys, I, I meant it. I, I truly do appreciate Jake taking the time and uh, real recognize real, as he said. So, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into our first break. On the other side, though, hey, rest of your day, we got your questions, your comments, your calls, and more here on a Friday. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Again, I want to say thank you to Jake Crane. Always a pleasure to chat with him and get his perspective, man. I, I, it's, it's been an incredible season in regards to the, the special guests that we've had on the show. And l- l- let's take a moment to do that real quick. Let me take a moment to say thank you to all of our guests that we've had on the show on a daily basis, Monday through Friday. Also, those who have called in, man, from Savelle Newton, Kelsey Quarles, you know, we've had some others as well. It, it, it's been it's been a blast, man. I mean, truly, when you stop and think about it and all the great content we've been able to produce and all the fantastic people we've been able to talk to, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much to all of those who have taken the time. From Stephen Garcia on Mondays, Alex McGrath on Tuesdays, Anthony Treesh on Wednesdays, J.C. Sherbert on Thursdays, and, of course, Jake Crane on Fridays. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot say it enough. Phil, what's going on, my guy? How are you? Appreciate you. Appreciate you tuning in, my guy. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I was uh I was getting a good laugh in over the over the break. (laughs) The comments, the comments. My God, some of y'all. The comments. Good lord. Mm -mm -mm. Y'all are y'all are wild, man. The Queen Slayer. The Queen Slayer gets after it. Um, Austin Greer, do you feel a little bad for Satterfield based on how we treated him? Austin, never feel bad for a man who can buy his own jet. So, I mean, Austin, it is what it is, man. Welcome to the SEC. The, the offense was anemic for 23 games. It, 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 it drives a fan base to to call for change. So, I, no, nah, I, you know, no, the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is just no. I I don't know, you know, what else to say. I, I don't feel bad for Satterfield. No, he's getting paid a million dollars to call plays, my guy. I, I you know I I it is what it is. It comes with the territory. I mean, you know, all I said. Look, listen. It, it's funny when people ask that. It's it's funny, Austin, when people ask that because 
I, I would say this, and not to make it about myself, but I, I, I would, I would say this, um, Austin, that I simply put, just asked for there to be change with the offense. I, I didn't dislike Satterfield personally. I never took shots at Sat. Hey, we just need a new offensive coordinator. Does anybody feel bad for yours truly when I'm getting personal threats and care, you know, attacks on social media? Not really, my guy. So, and I'm not saying one's right or the other, but I, I don't. The people that went after Sat's family and stuff, that that's obviously like I shouldn't have to say how absurd and ridiculous and how dumb that is. But no, I, I I don't I honestly don't think any of the sat, the disgruntled nature of the fan base, 98%, right? Obviously that two percent was absurd. I think the rest of it was pretty normal SEC fanatical uh banter I, I mean i really do i just you know again i yeah so i mean austin greer you say he's still a person i mean yeah i, I don't think i know from my end i can speak for myself i i didn't like i i, I, and, I and i waited as long as i could with the sat stuff and, and at some point right after the mizzou game you're like you got to drop the merch we need the fire sat merch and austin i'm an entrepreneur i'm a man of the people like i'm not gonna not do that one so whatever is what it is um, no, I think pressure is a privilege, my guy. I think pressure, it comes with the job. You know, you, you, you come be the OC here. Yeah. You're going to have pressure you should have pressure. This is a big job. This is a, this is a highly desirable job. When you're, when you're in a place of a highly desirable place, there's going to be pressure, but pressure makes diamonds, my guy. So no, I, 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 no, I, I don't feel bad for Satterfield. I, I appreciate him. I appreciate him staying resilient and, and playing whatever hand he played in the final two games to get this offense going. But no, I, I don't feel bad. I mean, obviously, the people that that were taking again the personal shots and we're going after. I mean, th those are those are scum of the earth human beings. I, I don't have to say anything uh, about that. I mean, that goes without saying. But the people who just simply said, "Hey, we need to fire Marcus Satterfield," I, I don't, I don't think that was over the top. I think that was just normal. <laughs> I think it was just normal. So, um, yeah. I mean, I listen, and I wish Sat nothing but the best. I, I wish him nothing. I hope he goes to. Nebraska and balls out. I got the person. I mean, I, I don't think there's really many folks out there who, who, who are wishing him ill will. Like, I, I, there's nothing personal with it. It's just we needed to go a different direction offensively. So, anyways, anyways, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Guys, the phone lines are wide open for you here on this Friday. TGIF. Uh, are y'all excited? Anybody watching championship games tomorrow? Or, or what, what, what's the plan for tomorrow? You guys watching SEC title? Do we think that LSU has any chance, any chance to beat Georgia? I don't think they do. Um, especially after LSU just lost to Texas A&M. What's the, let's see, what's the spread on that game? I haven't looked at any spreads for tomorrow. Let's see. Georgia is, and it is Utah and Southern Cal tonight, by the way, 8 o'clock. Southern Cal is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Let's see. Georgia is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. So, there you go. There you go. I tell you, I got a right mind to uh, to drive up to Charlotte tomorrow, rocking the, the Clem Suck stuff, and, and just go to the uh, go to the ACC title. Anybody? Hey, John, you want to you want to meet up in Charlotte? We'll go to the ACC championship game just for for no just for shits and giggles. You want to go to the ACC title? Why not? Why not? Why not? That's right, Phil. The Harris family has a little bit of a rooting interest 
They got a rooting interest in the ACC title because North Carolina is playing in it. John, we could go to the ACC title rocking our Clem Sucks merch, my guy. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just go and be smoking our cigars, walking into B of A. Be a great time. Hanging out the tailgate, be a blast. Anyways, appreciate you all, guys. It's it's uh, what a week it's been. Podcast, of course, dropped this morning, episode 736. Uh, my... My grades for the season, I, and I'll tell you this, looking at this season, let's get long chairs. Just, just sit outside the gate just smoking a stogie. That's it. That's it. I, you know, I think what surprised me the most, what surprised me the most about the, the season, like statistically the numbers, right, is when you look at the defense, and I know they were on the field, and I think the Florida game killed the statistics or killed the average, but 192 yards per game is what we allowed rushing defensively. Like, I mean, it was it was a it was a rough season stopping the run for the defense. It, it really was. And again, and again, and again, I understand a lot of that is the offense put them in bad, t- but the run defense was was bad. I mean. I mean, if you would have told me over the summer how bad that run defense was going to be, I would have said "There's we're going 6-6. Six and six. We might not even make a bowl game. So, because I, I thought we would see somewhat of an improvement. So, you know, the fact that – well, I mean, Austin, it's, it's the same as it was last year, right? It's the same as it was last year. Our secondary and our, our pass defense. But, but as Brad Lowing said, right, as, as Brad Lowing said, and I wonder where did we finish nationally? Let's see. Uh, college football pass defense rankings. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see. Where did we finish in pass passing yards allowed per game? Okay, so we finished 29th, so not even not nearly as high as we finished last year. You know, we were top 10 in yards per game. Um, I mean, still, still though, had a good defense. Still had a good pass defense. But as Brad Lawing said last year. Don't brag about your pass defense. Don't don't brag about how good your pass defense is because all that tells people is you couldn't stop the run. You couldn't stop the run. And that's not taking a shot or a knock on the defense. It just, that's coming from Brad Lowing, a legend, right? So, anyways. Yeah, definitely a, an interesting year for the defense. I, it was an interesting year. I, I, I you know, I, I don't know... I mean, I gave him a C uh, again, and, and it felt weird. It felt weird. It felt weird to grade the offense higher than the defense, but but a C felt right for the defense. I mean, I, you know, the defense had some bright moments, forced twenty turnovers. Obviously, you look at the second half of the Clemson game, and you look at some other games. But I mean, those last two games we won because of offense. We 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 won because of offense. Um, you know, the defense did enough. They did enough. I'm not saying they, they played horrifically, but we won because of offense. Bottom line. So, uh, here we go. Let's jump to the phone lines. Matthew. Matthew, what's up, man? How are you? What's up? What's, up? what's going on? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. What's going on, man? You're on the air. Yeah. So, um, I just have a quick question. Why do Carolina fans think they're going to be great next year? I mean, eight and four, I mean, congratulations. But um, 
when is it going to set in to reality that y'all are going to probably go six and six, seven and five? Well, Matthew, I heard the same thing going into this season, and sure enough, we went eight and four. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think anybody thinks Carolina's going to win a national title next year. But, you know, if you get Spencer Rattler back and you get a couple of those playmakers back and, you know, I don't know why you couldn't at least go eight and four again. I don't, I don't know why that, that would be a crazy prediction. Right. But um, – and I just wanted to uh, let y'all know that um, – Georgia Bulldogs are going back to back, and and uh, oh, I just have one more question. Um, so I, I think it was last week or so that you said that you don't have anybody to go back and forth with, and I was just wanting to get your opinion on uh, possibly checking out Pace Kim Pete's YouTube channel. He's a Clemson guy. I think I think it'll be pretty interesting if y'all went back and forth maybe next year or did a collaboration. What you think? I'm open to any and all ideas, my friend. So, I, and it's funny. I actually went on a Clemson podcast after I said that on Wednesday. Nachos and analysis. Shout out those guys. But uh, talked about the game. But, no, I'm, I'm all for it, man. The spirit of banter and, uh, and, and smack talk and, and what have you. But, hey, listen, and I'll tell you this, my guy, on the Georgia side of things, right, what you're saying is not hurting me at all, my man. I picked Georgia to go undefeated. So, I, I don't – I mean, Georgia's doing exactly what I thought Georgia would do. So, in, in no, I know, I know, you know, I, I see you in the comments and, and slap dick away, my guy. But when it comes to me, I I didn't pick Carolina to beat Georgia. I, I'm not probably going to pick them to beat Georgia next year. But if Carolina can get, keep chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, South Carolina will beat Georgia again. I don't know if it'll be next year or the year after or what have you. But, you know, Georgia will have to replace Stetson Bennett. They'll have to replace some other key guys. And, you know, if they do like Clemson and miss at quarterback, it, it could change things. So, you know, I, Georgia's flying high right now, the, the best run in their school's history, but they're not invincible. So, you know, we'll see. But I picked Georgia to go undefeated, my man. So, I, I would not be surprised if Georgia went back-to-back. Yeah, um, I, I just like playing around. But um, I would love to see you and Pigskin Pete go back and forth at it. That would uh, be quality content. But uh, thank you for – the entertaining show. I'm going to keep on watching. I appreciate it, Matthew. Thanks so much for the call, my guy. <sighs> yeah, I I, <laughs> I mean, you want to you wanna go back and forth? My guy, we can, we can do it. We can do it. Anyways, guys, phone lines wide open as we enter hour number two. Um, see, I mean, that, that, that's the thing, though, John, when, when you, when you, that's why I let, and I'm not saying that Matthew's a troll, by the way. But that's why I let anybody and everybody call in because it's so easy to, to, to type things. It's just so easy to type. It's so easy to type. That's why I've thought about, John, like I've thought about on Twitter just replying to people solely with video. What if what if you had to reply in a video and not a tweet? Like you, it, it was a video only. Like you were replying in video. Conversations would go a lot differently, wouldn't they? Wouldn't they? Because the amount of shit that people are willing to to type versus speak verbally is baffling. It's baffling. So, like, that's why I enjoy, bro, all the Clem Sucks people, the Georgia people, the rival fans, love when they call in. Because what does Jaheim Bell like to say? Stood on business? Stand on business? 99.9% of people who talk, who, who slap dick away, they can't stand on business. They don't stand on business. They're not willing to stand on business. And then when you when you have a calm back and forth banter, hey, let's have a discussion. 
It's it's wild how people are not ready for that. You know, when you when you don't reciprocate the abrasive, over the top behavior, when you don't reciprocate, when you don't feed that, it, it makes the other party feel foolish. That's just some advice for you on social media when you're interacting and and, and people are losing their minds. Just have normal, peaceful discourse. Watch how quickly it just de-escalates. Watch how quickly that that fades. So, and I'm not, I'm not, by the way, Matthew, I'm not coming at you. I'm I'm speaking more so in general. You are far from. And I, I love that rival fans call in. I love that. Because again, we just had productive banter and conversation. I'm speaking more so generally, but either way. Um so <laughs> oh yeah it's it's and people ask me how i deal with it i'm like dude i i just you get to a certain point man it's like bro i i, I get paid to do it bro i'm doing this for a living like i don't give a damn what slap dick sally's got to say on facebook I, it don't matter to me man it, it, it like it doesn't even phase me it more so becomes funny it more so becomes funny when you've got the masses talking, you know, or you've got people who they just have never met you before. They have no clue about you and your personal life behind the scenes, anything about your life that, that, that sling shit. It's, it, it actually becomes hilarious and it becomes hilarious to me and to the people in my circle. And we're all laughing at you. Right. Because it's like, these people obviously just have no clue. They have no clue. So Anyways, anyways, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven ten. Again, Matthew, I appreciate the call sincerely. I, we, hey, we could talk ball. Like I said, I picked Georgia to go twelve and zero, eight and zero. I did pick Bama to win the West and win the SEC, so I missed on that. Um, but I had Georgia winning the East and going undefeated. I, I just and, and many people disagreed. By the way, many folks disagreed with me. Many folks in the Big Cock Club disagreed with me. Right? Many folks did. And it wouldn't have surprised me if Georgia lost a game, but I just, I looked at the schedule, I was like, who is going to beat Georgia? Like, who on this schedule is beating Georgia? I was like, if it's not Kentucky, and it's not Carolina, and it's not Tennessee, ain't nobody else going to probably even give them a game. So, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, and forgive me if, if, if I've forgotten, but, like, was there a game that was even in doubt for Georgia this year? I mean, I guess, but Tennessee was a double-digit game. That one was in control the whole way. Florida was a little bit antsy early, but, I mean, they'd still won by, like, 20. Did Georgia play a close game? I mean, they obviously killed us. So, Brandon Kuhn, I'm glad you asked. He said, where did you have South Carolina finishing in the East? We finished third in the East behind Georgia and Tennessee. Brandon Kuhn, guess, guess what I had predicted order of finish in the SEC? Georgia. Tennessee. Oh, that's right, Brian. Mizzou was a close game. I, I was like, huh? Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. Mizzou was a close game. I forgot. I actually forgot about that one. Anyways, my SEC East predicted order finished back in the summer, and I can pull up the tweet, and I can show you because I put my predictions out there every summer. Georgia, Tennessee, Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, Mizzou, Vandy. Hit the nail on the head. And like I said, I'm, I'm not normally – I'm not normally – like, look at me. Look at my predictions. I got my pick right. Because, like, you know, you, you give tons of predictions. Hey, you're going to miss some. You're going to hit some. It's the nature of the beast. But I get, for some reason, labeled by slap dicks on social media that I just, oh, Chris misses every pick. He got another one wrong. He got another one wrong. He got another one wrong. It's like, proof's in the pudding, bro. 
Proof's in the pudding. I mean, hey, hey, two years in a row. Last year, what I call Carolina to do, six and six, three and five. What I call for them to do this year, eight and four, four and four. What they do both years. They hit the exact record. I'd drop this mic if it wasn't connected. I, I mean, where, where, the, where, the, where, the, where the slap dicks at? Where, where the slap dicks? This is not a hobby. I've tried to say it many times. It's not a hobby. This is not a hobby. This is not a, we do this for a living. Not a hobby. Confirm not a hobby. I'm just saying. So I guess what that says, though, is I have to pick the Gamecocks to go 12-0 next year because I've, I've nailed the pick two years in a row. It's like, all right, now we got to bump it up. We've got to up the ante a little bit. we got to up the ante. We're going 12-0. We're going undefeated. That's it. We're going undefeated. Hey, for real, though, Spencer Rattler comes back. And I'll do way too early predictions the uh, the week after the bowl game. We, we, you guys know that, right? It's just because it's never too early. It's never too early. So if we go to ReliaQuest, like many of us think, um, or many pre- people are projecting, if we go to ReliaQuest, that game's on what, January the, the 2nd? Probably the fifth or so. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll have the way too early predictions, right, for the season. Beginning of the twenty twenty three schedule is tough too, man. UNC to open it up. Um, you know, you got Mississippi State early. You got Tennessee really early. You got Georgia. I think Florida's early. So that's some. I mean, it's it's a tough start. I mean, you better be ready to go. You better be ready to go. So. Jocelyn, appreciate you tuning in. Glad I can make you laugh. That's, uh, you love it. We love to see it. Love to see it. Again, guys, appreciate y'all. Do you remember, Brendan M probably recalls this. I know Brendan used to always, we used to call these and, and, and cover your ears for any infant, infant ears out there, but we used to call these fuck it Fridays. That's what we used to call it. We used to, yeah. Not, not quite as much effort anymore, though. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know. I feel like I carry the same energy every day. You know what I mean? I, I just, you know, we get after it. We call it as is, what have you. So, um, let's see. Madison, what's going on? Appreciate you tuning in. Happy, happy, whatever, says Rattler comes back and the chance of picking up some very good receivers in the portal increases a 1,000%. No no doubt. No, no doubt. If, if Spencer Rattler announces he's back, the portal's going to pop. Portal's going to pop. Phil says, give me more SC States and Elons, less UNC. So sick of seeing decent opponents in the non-conference schedule. I, I will say this, Phil, to your point. Like, I, I love seeing, I mean, it's, it's like we open up with Vitek, I think, in 2025. That's a cool matchup. But to your point, like the SEC schedule's hard enough and you got Clem sucks every year. So it's like, do we really need to beef up the schedule anymore? Like, like who else do we need to add, you know? Uh, John Gibbs, any reason why today's the last day for the Palmetto shirts? I only asked because I said that yesterday and ordered mine last night. Well, John, it's just because we got to fulfill them, right? So if we just keep taking orders, you know, there's got to be a cutoff date. Shout out to Jocelyn. She's, I mean, she's working her tail off. We're working our tails off to get the orders fulfilled. And it's, so we, we just need to have a cutoff date so we can go get these orders fulfilled, if that makes sense. So it's not because we're trying to, you know, 
make it a limited thing where only certain people can have them, but th- there's got to just be some sort of a, cause we're fulfilling these a little bit different. It's not, you know, it's not like something that's listed on my store, right? This is a collab with, with, uh, with Jocelyn, which again, she does a fantastic job and the artwork's incredible. And I highly suggest guys, you've got till end of day today, by the way, click the link in our social media. It's the top link, the TSUS made by Jocelyn collab. And also, of course, I've, I've shared on our social media. You can go check out her page and all her products, by the way. Not just the Victory Tees, but she's got all kinds of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm just – the comments throw me off. I'm, I'm just I'm – just, uh, Jesus. <laughs> Rebecca. Rebecca, you are something else indeed. Um, anyways, guys. Anyways. Um, Let's see. Anyways, appreciate you all tuning in. Beautiful Friday in the city, man. It's been an incredible week. Um, just want to say thank you all so much. I, I will keep you I will keep you up to date in regards to what content's gonna look like next week. You know, obviously the the regular season is over and uh, we will await the bowl destination. But of course, you know, we won't have Steven Garcia Monday. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously there's going to be a change at TDC. I haven't really sat down and thought about it yet because I've been so focused on just this week. Um, but you know, there'll be some changes for sure. And I mean, here, here's the thing I, I would say the beautiful thing about TDC, the beautiful thing about TDC is that, you know, we, we can just take calls and just rant and rave and ramble and, you know, you never know who's going to call in and, um, you know, it's, it's funny. I've, I've used what I'll probably do to be honest with you is, you know, I, I've always had guest interviews on the podcast. I'll probably just start using TDC for that. Like if just hit somebody up, like, Hey, you want to just jump on? Like, why not? So, you know, yeah. So I, I'll let you guys know what's going on. But, uh, yeah, we rock either way, man. I'm excited for it. All right, guys, let's jump into a break. Hey, on the other side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. Okay, guys, I'm trying to stay composed here. Comments are uh, going pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yeah, Queen Slayer, you, you have... Queen Slayer has practically destroyed the uh, the chat. I mean, I just I, I and I, you know, yeah, the Queen Slayer, the 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 the, the chat Slayer. I, I don't know all of it, all of the above. Anyways, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Uh. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Somebody please call in. <laughs> Somebody please call in. Anyways, podcast dropped this morning. Episode seven thirty six. Postseason report card. Um, preview tomorrow's basketball game. I'm, I'm just brain is. I got scrambled egg brain. I got scrambled egg brain right now. So, um, yeah. How would y'all feel about uh, Notre Dame in the ReliaQuest Bowl? Let's jump to the phone lines. Zach's Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's going on, my friend? How are you? 
I'm doing pretty good. You asked for somebody to come. Yeah, in, yeah. Like, Perfect opportunity. Yeah, you're the real MVP <laughs> for it. What's up? So, um, I heard that I don't. I'm hoping it's not true because honestly, I don't really want this person as an OC. But I saw a YouTube video. And the the thumbnail or whatever it's called said South Carolina looking at I'm paraphrasing of course but South Carolina looking at Dan Mullen for OC. I have heard that. I have heard that. Yes, yes. That uh, you know it's it's Robbie. It's um. It's per sources season, right? I mean, there's a lot of names floating around, but yeah, yeah. Dan oh, yeah, Mullen, Dan Mullen's name got some smoke. I ain't, you know, it's got some smoke. So, I'm and, just, uh, I'm but, just uh, wondering I, when they're going to give Robbie Davis a call. No, <laughs> hey, it wouldn't take much. I would do it for next to nothing, to be honest with you. They can get you for the cheap, huh? So they can get you for the cheap, Robbie. That gets you for the cheap. Oh, yeah. You can get me for cheap. All you really would have to do is just give me a place to stay and a ride to and from the stake, and that's it. I can take care of everything <laughs> they just got, else. They just got to pick you up and take you to practice. <laughs> I, just, but, uh, I, just, I just love the thought of that. Like, Gamecocks hire Robbie Davis as offensive coordinator. His salary, $2,000 a month. Get him a solid $47,000 per year salary, much cheaper than the 900 k they were giving Marcus Satterfield. Yeah. I'm sure the national media wouldn't wouldn't have a field day with that or anything. I'm sure they would just think oh, that was God. totally normal. Oh, yeah, totally normal. Yeah. Just totally normal. Just the, yeah. just the college, the Division One coach getting picked up to go to practice. Nothing, nothing, nothing fishy going on. Which you obviously already know this, but for certain reasons, I cannot drive. So somebody would have to come get me, or I would have to Uber. Mm-hmm. But if somebody from the cooking staff was already passing where I was living, yeah, I would give them. Yeah, was, I would give them gas money. You, you could just uh, gas money. You you could just move into the facility. <laughs> There's an idea. Yeah. Just give me a just give me a a, a a decent mattress, a place to shower, and a place to eat, and I'm I'll I'd be I'd be set. That's all she wrote. <laughs> Robbie, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit for you. I don't know if you've been looking at the comments. Do, do you look at the chat a whole lot or no? No. Okay, you don't. Because really. so you, you just watch on the TV. Okay. Well. Yeah, I, Re- yeah, yeah. Re- Rebecca, I, I want you to give Rebecca some advice. She she's been talking about she she let the the devil get a hold of her with the drinking, the sex before marriage, and you, you got any advice to, to find the Lord, my friend? You you got anything? I, I know you're a man of God. <laughs> oh, for sure. Nobody's perfect, but yes, I am a man of God, of course. Uh, but uh, my advice, especially if it's the people that here's here's what I always tell people, right? If you hang around certain people, 
like people that are drinking or people that are having some, uh, you know, doing premarital sex and whatnot, right? Which, like I said, nobody's perfect, so that's beside the point right now. You show me who your friends are, I'll show you what your future's going to look like unless, of course, they start acting like you. Because one of two things are going to happen. Either you're going to start acting like they are, or they're going to start acting like you. And nine times out of ten, if you're a Christian and you hang out with non-Christians, let's just be honest with ourselves here, Chris. Doing, doing stupid stuff that you know is wrong, that's fun, okay? That's just, I'm just being honest here. Facts. For some people, drinking is fun. But for me, do I occasionally drink a beer every now and again? Yes. Do I think it's a sin to drink a beer every now and then? No. It it says in the Bible it is a sin to be drunk. That's where people get confused. It is not a sin to drink. They drank wine in Jesus' day. Okay? Enough said. As a matter of fact, one of his first miracles was he turned water into wine at a wedding because they ran out of wine. So, but as far as the sex thing goes, yes, I think saving yourself for marriage is a good thing. Because mm-hmm. if you have sex before marriage and then you get married, the first time you, you know, have sex with your wife, it doesn't mean shit. Or vice versa. <laughs> you're you're laughing dying, right bro. now, but I'm being you're laughing right now, but I'm being dead serious. Continue. <laughs> Continue. I'm uh I'm I'm <laughs> Oh my god. You asked for my yeah, No, I, I am, I am, I am, I I am Robbie. I cannot can I not just You, hey, you Phil, Phil said, "Doctor, Doctor, Reverend Robbie King Davis Jr." <laughs> oh goodness! But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's a, <laughs> that's about all I got right there yeah. on that on that whole subject. Uh, and also, if you're, if you're listening, Rebecca, the best way to tell if a guy is going to be good to you, watch how he treats his mama. That'll tell you everything you need to know about how a yeah. guy's going to treat you. Watch how he treats his mama. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Or his sister, if he has any sisters. It's very true. That'll tell you how he's going to treat you in the future. So. Very true. Hopefully he treats his mama good, which means he's also probably going to treat you good. Right? But, yeah. That's, that's the, uh, I guess, the life advice portion of this phone call <laughs> yeah i mean why not you know it's we're, we're getting into the uh the off season so it's we're friday getting... weird things happen on a friday so when you got no game tomorrow <sighs> so why not heck with it friday heck with it friday that's it oh goodness gracious oh <laughs> this is definitely going to go down as one of the most interesting phone calls ever Person, no so doubt sure. no doubt no doubt at all oh yeah that's why i asked i was like why not you know we'll switch it up. i'm gonna who, go who, i'm gonna go back later bro i mean really truly who gives a damn who the oc is we need to know what rebecca needs to do you know what i mean like 
That's 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 way more interesting than who's calling plays. I mean, who tunes in this show to find out who calls plays? You know, you can go go anywhere else for that. We're we're trying to get down to the nitty gritty, really solve real problems on this show. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! But uh, and oh by the way, I officially uh have another niece as of the Monday before Thanksgiving. You said what now? The Monday before Thanksgiving, I gained another. I gained another niece. Gained another niece. Congratulations! That's awesome. My brother, who lives in the Upstate, and and is a pastor in the Upstate, he's officially, uh, I guess you could call him a girl dad because he's got two girls. That would be correct. So, so but uh, yeah, I got another niece. Her name is uh, Ella May Davis. Is her name? She's adorable, okay? I know I sound a little biased, but I'm being dead serious. She's adorable. <laughs> Love that. But, uh, <clears throat> and I, and the reason why I quit drinking, okay, the reason why I flat out just don't drink as much as I used to is because if I drink too much, I basically turn into my evil twin. <laughs> Like I turn into my evil twin, and it's no fun. I can only I can only imagine Robbie Davis hammered. That'd be something, something else. Oh God, you do. Oh, trust me, you do not. Trust me, you don't. <laughs> it's it's horrible. It's horrible. I turn into my evil twin, and everything goes. The 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 poop hits the fan. Okay. The poop hits the it, fan. It, he called the shit poop. Indeed. Yeah. But. but or as my dad told me one time, the defecation is hit the rotating oscillator. <laughs> oh goodness, Robbie! The for some reason the crowd wants to know how uh how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Uh well I'm 31. Okay, all right. That's what I thought. I thought you were about my age. Me and you are the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Me and Chris are the same age, in case anybody's wondering. Yeah. Just curious. <laughs> I, the, the people, John, John wanted to know. Your good friend, your best friend, John. He wanted to know. John, Noah John's, my guy, Noah John's, what's up? No, not Noah John's, John Rice. Noah John's is also your guy, but John Rice oh. is your other guy. You met John Rice at the tailgate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, hey, the, Bubba's Pub and Grub tonight in Cola. The Can the day that was that was the tailgate, Cola. that that was the tailgate. You and a uh, Yunkel Boudreaux were playing chess at the at the tailgate. Yeah, would you rather us play uh, checkers? I'd rather no, see somebody playing not. chess over checkers. I'm just saying. Yeah. But yeah, Bubba's Pub and Grub in Lexington. Don't forget now. If if, if, if nobody's doing nothing tonight, go to Bubba. Uh, Bubba's Club, whatever it's called, in uh, Lexington. He'll be there. I might decide at the last minute to go. I don't know. I don't know. Well, scratch that. My dad's got a date, so I'm not going. So. Your, your, oh your, your, God, fa- your father has a date. Yeah, if he just did some sort of a weird. Yunkel uh, has a date. Did, uh, so is this a new date from the last time I came to a show? Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't get involved in my father's love life. Yeah. Uncle Boudreaux really be out here. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. Hey. I, I, hey, he's a but, fun. Uh, he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. I mean, it just it, it happened. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, he's yeah. a funny character. It just it happened. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he 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 got uh, you got shows tomorrow, and he's got shows tomorrow in Manning. Ricky D's Bar and Grill in Manning, wherever that is. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. So. Good stuff, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all that that that's that that and that's all it would really take for me to become the OC of South Carolina. A place to sleep, a place to eat, and a place to shower. That's I it. I love how we just we circled back around to that point, like like bro, we we went so I love that I love that ended on a football note. Robbie, you're the man. <laughs> you're the man. We go from talking about. Like all kinds of from jump all over the place whenever it comes to me calling in. Okay, so if you're not used to it, and eh, build a bridge and get over it, you'll enjoy it at some point. <laughs> but um, I don't know yet. I might go to my dad's shows shows tomorrow in Manning. I don't know yet. Some things are still up in the air. I may go spend time with my nephew. I don't know. But uh, I I just I just would I, I just won't, I would just love for at least one time for us to get an OC that as Kim Smith says is not afraid to let his nuts hang, okay? And is not is not afraid to do whatever it takes to win, because like I said before, I think it got to the point with Satterfield where he was he was uh, very hesitant in certain situations, and we don't need an OC that 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 that's afraid that's afraid to uh, risk it. I would agree. Let you not saying that should be the, the the mindset of kind of football moving forward. So I agree with you 110. Yeah. They're out For there. Sure. They're out there. I, I trust Beamer will get one. I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll get oh, the yeah. guy we need. Yep. So if it's not Robbie yeah, Davis, I'm sure. sure there'll be another good option that we can hire. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. For yeah. sure. Robbie, you're the man, and, dude. Uh, this was this was incredible. I appreciate you giving life advice probably more than anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is great. This is great. Truly. Well, I a did call, the best I could. So. A call we will never forget. That is a fact. So. I'm probably going to go back and rewatch this. You should. I'm going to lie. I'm going to go back and rewatch. I'm going to rewind. I'm going to like rewind to the beginning of this call and just watch the call. <laughs> I probably will too, Robbie, to be honest with you. I probably will too. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, if I don't get to tell you a couple of a couple of, a, a, a couple of days before Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, and also happy early birthday to you. <clears throat> Appreciate that, Robbie. So, uh, but yeah, and leave the dumb stuff to me, okay? I will do that. Go Cox and Ty. Heck with Clemson.
Well said as always, my friend. Robbie, I All appreciate right, you. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right, brother. Later. I love how Robbie – what a call, by the way. What a call. I, I love, though, how Robbie – yeah, Phil, I was about to say – Robbie, Robbie is, is like, like Robbie's like, we're not going to hear from Robbie 20 for 23 days. Like, come on. Like, like, like we're not going to hear from Robbie. Rebecca, I, I see you clamoring to call and I, I don't think your number's blocked. I think you're, you're wide open here on this, on this Friday. So Rebecca, we, we might need to hear from you. And, and listen, I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I am an equal opportunity caller or whatever. So, hey, if you, I would say this. Like, if you don't want somebody to call in, call in yourself. You know what I mean? Like, block off the, box out the phone line. You know what I mean? So, I just take calls as they come, guys. I just take calls as they come. I don't think Rebecca's number is blocked. I'm almost positive it's not. You called in on Monday, I know, right? Yeah, you definitely called in Monday. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not blocked. It's open. Rebecca, the phone line, your your number is not blocked. It's wide open. If anybody else also would like to call in and just talk ball, we can do that. We can do that. Um, let's Anyways, anyways, let's see. Just going through the bill said I'll probably have nightmares about this call. Anyways, guys, the the per sources season rages on. Who's going to be the OC? I have no idea. Um, a lot of names floating around, a lot of smoke, right? Well, I, I think Coach Beamer is keeping it pretty uh, pretty close to the vest. How about Shane Beamer, by the way, just owning those Tennessee guys on Twitter yesterday? You just you love that. There's, there's no better coach on social media than when we're winning, when, when his team is winning. No better coach than Shane Beamer. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible for sure, so. This is this is truly a a a, a wild Friday indeed. I, I see y'all all in the comments. You know, I asked you guys what y'all were doing. I, I I'll probably be this weekend. I mean, honestly, it'll be really nice to chill, to have a weekend first weekend in a while to chill. Um, probably we'll just watch some ball. Might 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 go hang out with my guy tomorrow. Maybe we'll grill out a little bit. Might might smoke a stog. Watch a little George LSU. Watch a little Clemson sucks UNC. Just hang out, kick it, relax. Uh, probably package and ship off a bunch of towels this weekend. Also, a bunch of merch. Which again, guys, thank y'all. November was insane. Insane. I mean, it's just a record-setting month. Uh, we are closing in on a huge, huge milestone in regards to merchandise and merch sales and. For the calendar year, uh, we, we close in on it day after day after day. And, guys, again, like I mentioned, you got till December the 12th, okay? December the 12th, you got till December the 12th to order your merch off the store to guarantee by 
Christmas delivery, okay? Buy Christmas delivery. And also, I, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy, obviously, to help people out. And I, please do, like, reach out to me and email me if you need help. But, guys, in case you didn't realize, when you order something from our store, you get a notification. You get a notification when it ships. Here we go. Nick, what's going on? How are you? Not much, man. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing fantastic, man. I appreciate you asking. What's going on? Not much. Um, I don't have any life advice like Robbie's got, but um, that was a legendary call. Um, I was just calling. I I believe it was last last Wednesday. I had a day off, and I called you and told you that I thought Carolina was going to beat Clemson, break the streak, mm -hmm. and that our team was just better than them. I'm glad I was right. It's been a good week. Indeed. Hey, indeed, man. You know, I, I picked the dub as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm – uh, I know we all had high hopes going into it, and, you know, it looked like early on it was going to be kind of same old, same old. But, you know, I, I just can't say enough good things how impressed I was with our resiliency and, you know, for the first time in quite a long time in the, in the, in the rivalry, we, we, we went toe-to-toe -to -toe with, uh, with those guys. You know what I mean? We, we didn't flinch and we kept punching, and sure enough, it worked out, man. So, I uh, – yeah, I mean, couldn't be happier, man. This week's been incredible, and obviously the weekend was one we'll never forget anytime soon. So, that's right, that's right. I was um, I was looking at some of the bold projections of I've, I've seen Iowa, I've seen Notre Dame, and mm. I've seen some people be hesitant because Notre Dame's been pretty decent. You know, they lost. I think it was a nail biter to USC. Um, but I mean, if we get Notre Dame, I was just looking that their starting quarterback Drew Pine just entered the portal. So I mean, if we play them, I don't know who's gonna. I don't think they got another quarterback that can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Spencer Rattler. And I don't think Rattler's going anywhere as far as the draft um, because all the quarterbacks that are in the draft have, have has had a really good year. You know, Spencer had a couple good games that I think he can build on for next year. And he's not going to transfer anywhere because if he transfers, he's got to sit out, you know. So I, th I think we'll have majority of the people back. And I, I would like Dan Mullen. I mean, you look at his record as at calling plays, I mean, he's probably got one of the best resumes as calling plays that's out there available right now, other than TCU's guy and um, Kendall Browse, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure, dude, for sure. So I, I, I'm excited to see who we who we pull in an OC, and this is a huge hire for Shane Beamer, obviously. But uh, no, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. So yeah, me too, me yeah. too. But I figured I'd call back in. Um, I had a day off again today, but um. Good weekend. Can't wait to see what the bowl, um, bowl projections and stuff, where we end up landing at and pulling for UNC this weekend and go Cox, man. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Day. Yeah, thanks so much for the call, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, like I said, I, I would I would love for there to be um, – I would love to play Notre Dame. I, I think that would be an incredible matchup. Guys, we got a text here. Paul, a.k.a. Let There Be Slam, just wanted to give a thanks for providing a fun daily distraction the mono. mono Monotony, excuse me, I couldn't spit that word out of everyday work, life, over, under, 38 points per game for 2023. Let's see who's back first. Here we go. Let's jump to the ones. Justin, what's up, my man? How are you? Doing good, Chris. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing fantastic. How are you? Doing good. Hey, Chris. Um, I can't believe all behind he was crazy like that, man. I mean, Chris, a good, look, I don't know if he was crazy that way, but, man, he's a scout now. You know that, Chris? Who are you talking about? Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze. Oh. Well, you know, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it was a great hire for Auburn, number one. Um, I would say this, my guy. I, I would say this. Only Hugh Freeze thing. The man made a mistake 
or mistakes. I, I don't know of all what he did. I, I know a little bit. He made his mistakes. He basically got booted from the SEC. I mean, he paid his time. Did he not? I mean, I, I, I feel, you know what I mean? Like, is, it just spo- is he supposed to just be damned forever? I, I mean, and if Auburn wants to hire him, hey, so be it. That's, that's their choice. They, they can do that. So, you know, here's the thing. Oh, yeah. They don't pay you in the SEC to be a great human being. They pay you to win football games, and that's what he does. So, that's what he has done over the course of his tenure anywhere he's been. So, you know, I, 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 I wish I would have asked Jake Crane. I forgot to ask Jake about it because he's an Auburn guy. But I, I saw his content, and I know he's a huge fan of the hire because he feels like, you know, Hugh Freeze has perspective. He's messed up. And he's less likely to do it again because he has that perspective. And he, all, he almost lost everything. So, Oh, yeah. And Chris said by Hugh Freeze, look, I get it. He made some mistakes. He, he's not part of what you did. Right, Chris? He not what now? I said, um, Hugh Freeze, he made some mistakes. He's, he's not proud of what he did, you know? Right. He's not proud of what he did. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know his heart, obviously. I'm not going to make the assumption of whatever. I mean, I uh, – um, yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly, but, you know. He's obviously done enough work to even be considered and to get this opportunity. So, you know. Yeah, hey, Chris, I know the parents don't trust him right now, but listen, I mean, what do you think we could go say about, the, about Hugh Freeze? I mean, hey, come play for me. Well, I don't know how that's going to work, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he can still recruit. Again, man, it happened five years ago. Like, it didn't like it happened yesterday. So, um, I mean, the, the bottom line is he wins football games and he – he puts good products on the field, and that's what I think most people will care about. So, oh yeah, hey Chris, how go, man? Um, you want to do some conference championship picks? Let's do some conference championship picks, my friend. All right, uh, who's up for? Let's start with uh, hold on, let me let me get the hold on, give me one second, let me get the spreads here. We've got apparently Akron and Buffalo are playing right now. Who who knew? Oh wow, yeah. Uh, tonight, Conference USA Championship. We got UTSA and North Texas. UTSA is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I think it's TSU. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, let's not pretend like either of us have watched either of those teams. I'm going to go with UTSA as well. I'll go with the favorite. Uh, Pac-12 title. Southern Cal taking on Utah. Trojans are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. If they win, they're in the playoff. Uh. Yeah, and Chris, I'd go with Southern Cal because listen, they want payback, you know. I think so. Also, I got to go Southern Cal as well. A lot on the line. I think they'll get the dub. I think the playoff. I think it's going to be pretty boring, to be honest. I think all four will get in. Leads us to the Big Twelve title. TCU taking on Kansas State. TCU a two and a half point favorite. Oh man, um, listen, Chris, I, I got to go with TCU. I don't know what to say about Kansas State because they can't say keep up with TCU, but it's going to be hard to do, you know, Chris. Yeah, over-under is set at 61-and-a-half. I will also take TCU. I think they will win. Close spread, though, in that one. That could be interesting. Uh, oh, wow. For fun, the MAC title, Toledo and Ohio. Toledo, a three-point favorite. Any thoughts? Oh, the MAC. Oh, I don't know anything about the two teams. Ooh, let me go with Ohio because I don't know anything about that, but let's take Ohio, you know. You can go Ohio. I'll go with the uh, – what are they, the Toledo Rockets? I'll go with the Rockets. I, I don't even know if that's their mascot. Three-point favorite. Uh, how about the Sun Belt? Coastal Carolina taking on Troy. Troy, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Let me go with Coastal Carolina because, you know, Jeremy Terry is getting a lot of head coach jobs, you know, like mm-hmm. Scott Ford does, you know. Yeah, I like Coastal, too. I like Coastal to cover the eight-and-a-half at minimum. They might even win straight up. 
Uh, the American Athletic, the AAC Championship, UCF taking on Tulane. Tulane, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Ooh, let me get let me go with Tulane because they lost at home to this 12 last time, but this time they're not going to lose again. I'll hit you with this. UCF plus three-and-a-half. Tulane wins the game straight up. Uh, close game, close game. Fresno State taking on oh, Boise yeah. State. Boise State, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This is the Mountain West Championship. Let me go with Boise because, listen, I followed Boise for a long time, you know. Yeah, I'm going to go Boise as well. Why not? Go Boise State. Uh, SEC title. Here we go. SEC championship, Georgia LSU. Dogs are a 17-and-a-half point favorite. What do you got? Hey, Chris, let me go with Georgia because Georgia, they said man about the attitude a couple years ago. Uh, this time, I think Georgia's going to eat that seat. Give me the dog. Yeah, I – 17 and a half is a lot. It wouldn't shock me if LSU covered, but Georgia's winning this football game. There's no question. Uh, and I'll take Georgia to cover. Why not? Clem sucks taking on UNC in the ACC title. Tigers are in seven and a half point favorite. Who you got? Hey, Chris, I never like Chris. I would never pick Chris. Give me USC, you know. So you're going UNC. I will go. I'll go UNC also. That Clemson secondary is trash. I'll take the Tar Heels to cover. I don't know if they win, but they're going to cover that spread. Finally, yeah. the Big Ten yeah. title game. Yeah. Purdue takes on Michigan. Michigan, a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you got? Hey, Chris, I'll, listen, I love Michigan. Cause listen, that's my second game. I'm a Michigan fan. Let me go with Michigan, you know, because I bet Michigan with two back-to-back tiles. Yeah, I'm going to go Michigan as well. I, I think the Wolverines are for real. Uh, they're they're hot. Obviously, coming off that big one over Ohio State. I'll take Michigan also, covering 16.5. Over-under set at 51.5, though. Interesting. Low total. Justin, oh, wow. that's all the picks, man. That's all the games. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to championship oh, yeah. Saturday and championship weekend. Me too, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, I want to know what do is, man. Don't put this out. Hey, at least it got there, you know? Yeah, I, I'd love to see UNC smoke Clemson, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. Wait, Chris, that's it, man. Well, good talking, my friend. Yeah, man, you're the man. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. We'll talk soon. All right, you too. Take yeah, care. Man. Go Gamecocks. Go Cox. Take care. You know, it's funny, him asking about that, though, is that um, it's just like there's no way there's not some sort of chaos, right? I don't know. That's what it would seem. All right, guys. Hey, we're going to jump into one final break. On this side, I want to continue to hear from you. More your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final couple minutes or so here. Um, one quick piece of news. Sports Talk. Phil Cornblue reporting. Uh, this tweet says, A source in the world of football agents and with knowledge within the NFLPA tells us Gamecocks cornerback Cam Smith signed on November 26th with agents Zach Hiller and Matthew Leist of the agency Loyalty Above All, thus ending his college career. Smith is projected as a first-round pick. Not really surprising, but interesting news. Let's jump on. Savage. Savage, what's up, man? How are you? Doing good, man. Happy Feel Good Friday. Happy Feel Good Friday. So, I want to ask you this amazing question. So, I've been shocked about this um, podcast that they've been on today. So, I heard Jake Quay was a word. Turned out he said overweight. I was like, damn. He's good. He's like a motivation speaker. And to be clear, I like the guy so much. And to be clear that he can speak whatever the fuck he wants. And 
I, I agree with Jake, with Jake uh, Quang. Just in case to um, be a good, um, successful man that he is, and I heard that I uh, like his um, very own personality is cool. It's always amazing um, thing that you want to say about Chris every, every season that it's been nine years. So I have mm. to say one more thing to get off my chest, and I have I have so I have so much um, thoughts about Jake Crane's on words that he say what well, is true, and he's believing things. So I have very um, thoughts about him because I know this I know him because I I I really am just happy and grateful for his um self to be a independent man that he is. So I think Jake Crane would be a, be a good um, more of a speaker for his um show for it for the rest of the year. Yeah, no, listen, I, I love having Jake on. Jake has uh, uh, been a valuable member of this show or valuable guest, if you will, throughout the season. And uh, I always appreciate his insight. It's, it's always a pleasure chatting with him. And, uh, yeah, J- Jake has a way with words, that's for sure. He, he is the king that's of the true, one-liners. He is the king of the one-liners. That's true. That's true. And I, you, I know you heard uh, um, the, uh, the news from yesterday that that Marcus Dowd released on South Carolina to go um, go to uh, Nebraska to – yeah, I'm just because I'm so glad that Bigfoot motherfucker is gone finally. Because I'm so happy to be put on my feet and to be played in the guy. Now, this is this way my early Christmas gift to you. So, just in case that I would be finger crossed. So, that's why we on his top three five this year, and he's gone now. Because thank God, because we need a new that we need, we need a new office coordinator as a black woman. Um, to be clear, so I hope we can do this for a thing for. In many years, and I hope we can hope we can find no one too yeah. next football season. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited to see who we bring on as OC again. I think it's going to be somebody. Uh, you know, I think it'll be a name. I think they'll open the checkbook, and you know, you got to trust Beamer that he'll make the best possible decision and the, the best decision for kind of football moving forward. So, Savage, I appreciate the call, my guy. We're about to hit two o'clock, but it's always a pleasure to chat with you, my dude. You're welcome, man. You have a great, you have a good weekend. Yeah, man. Go Cox. You as well. Go Cox. Appreciate you. Love it. Love it, guys. We are creeping up on 2 o'clock again. Thank you all so much, man. Another another just successful week. It's, uh, you know, I, I think it says a lot when, you know, my weeks just fly by. I mean, the season flies by. My weeks, though, I mean, they, they truly, genuinely, uh, they truly, genuinely, genuinely fly by, you know, and, I, and I've been in a position in life where I was in the cube and, God, my weeks would just drag. You know, I, I lived for the weekend. And now it's like, you know, every single day, I mean, I look forward to every single day. Truly, I'm, 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 my passion and my, my, my gratitude and perspective just fuel me. And it's, it's, it's really cool, man. So yet another successful week in the books. And I appreciate y'all so immensely. And thank y'all so much. Uh, guys, again, we've hit two o'clock. Get your orders in with Made by Jocelyn by midnight tonight to be sure your orders are processed. We're going to cut off sales end of night tonight, end of day, if you will. So be sure to go ahead and get those in. Uh, also, you've got, to, you've got till December the 12th to get your orders in on our online store to guarantee by Christmas delivery. So just wanted to make that uh, very clear. Uh, outside of that, go check out the podcast that dropped this morning, my postseason report card. Also a preview of basketball tomorrow. Um, outside of that, guys, award show will be on Monday. Really excited for the weekend. Also, enjoy your weekend, right? It's been a long season. Uh, we've been locked in all year and, uh, you know, maybe take some time. Chase Floyd, by the way, thank you for ending the show on a positive. Appreciate you, my guy, the Queen Slayer. Um, you know, it was a long season, though. A lot of great games, a lot of great memories. Enjoy yourself tomorrow. Crack a beer. 
smoke a cigar, do whatever you want to do. Grill out some food, watch some ball, do your thing, or get away from it. Whatever you choose to do, I hope you do enjoy it. Guys, again, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Stay tuned to all the content. Have a fantastic weekend, and we will talk to you all on Monday. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.